welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And DC, for some reason, decides they just literally like, they're like, hey, you got 40 bucks in your wallet, right? Well, guess what? You got two weeks to go get fucking movies. You know what I mean? And no, these aren't the movies that come to theaters. These are the DCU movies, so you better get out there. These movies aren't going to buy themselves. You didn't know they were coming out? Yeah, we didn't know either. Shit. <laughs> we don't even, don't even know where the fucking ad team's at. Do you know where they're at? I don't know which office it is. Fuck it. We'll just throw it out there and see what happens. I, I really, Because I really feel like the, like the DCU, it's like, unless you like manually look these things up like on Amazon or something to figure out whenever they come out, like they do kind of like a terrible job. Like you might, you might get lucky to know that there's a couple of them. That kind of like they give you like the sneak peek or whatever on each DVD, and you but like they used to give you like a more definitive date on there, and now they just say coming soon. When are whenever the fuck we feel like it comes out? Fuck you, you're gonna buy it, <laughs> fucking nerd. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're yeah, you're that dancing frogs saying that shit. Yeah, you're you're gonna walk into stores every Tuesday. You're gonna wonder why you're walking in every Tuesday, and then that one Tuesday, you're gonna see that fucking movie there, and then you're gonna realize why you've been walking the stores that Tuesday because it's fucking DCU. Yeah, throw down that fucking twenty dollars. Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, Jesus fuck. See you in two months. You know, maybe sooner. We don't know. Maybe tomorrow. I don't fucking know. We'll figure it out. Because now it's like, yeah, now it's like, okay, so, you know, before it seemed like you know you you had like three, maybe at the maximum four movies. A year or so, and now it's just like I don't—I I can't even tell you anymore. It's like it's just willy nilly, they just kind of come out, and this is just weird that they came out like literally like one week and then another week, you know. And then like you know, we'll start off with like the Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go or whatever. And this, well, it seems like this, this is, is a weird one. I have to say, this movie, <laughs> the only way this movie was advertised was a post credits of um <laughs> in Teen Titans Go to the movies. Yeah, well, here's the thing about that. I, I think they have... It feels weird because every other... It seems like every other week there's like... Not every other week, but like every month there's like some kind of DC movie coming out. Before, I think that they have their main team. And their main team used to do put these movies out like every, oh, you know, year. Not every year. Like, like two a year, maybe three a year. And then, I don't know, they, they were late on one. I think they were late on Dark Knight Returns or something. And then because of that, I think they had a chance to get caught up, so they've been putting out the other ones a little bit more frequently. But then they got this other team that does experimental stuff, like kind of quasi-kid stuff, or just stuff that's like, you know, it's a lot of the same people, but just a different kind of team. Like, they'll have the Adam West Batman animated movies they are doing for a little while, then they'll have, like, this Batman meets Scooby-Doo, again. Or they'll do, uh, like, revisiting something like Teen Titans, like the cartoon, like the old school cart not old school but i mean cartoon teen titans not the edgy dcu one so it's just kind of they they're all kind of coming out whenever so it's like oh that's already here okay and it's just kind of like they kind of blend together after a while like is this uh, one of the kid ones or is this one of the more edgy oh okay this is pg-13 so all right yeah I, I mean like i always kind of look at them all kind of like under that same sort of banner you know what i mean i mean yeah there's definitely some are like yeah more kid friendly you know, some of them are, like, kind of based off, like, the CW shows and so on. It's almost like, the best way to kind of say it, it's almost like how they make Call of Duty games. How, like, those Call of Duty games come out all the time, but I think it's, you know, they got, like, two or three different teams that put them together or whatnot. And it's almost like that's how these sort of are. Like, they're all next to each other in the same office so they can share, like, executive producers and so on. And But, um, and then, then, then you also get, every once in a while you get the weird, like, ones where, like, they have, like, an outside company make one. You know, like, the Teenage, I think the, the turtles one was an outside company maybe not 
I don't know. I, I, I Batman Ninja was. We know that for sure. Oh fuck! Yeah. But uh, but it's so weird how like sometimes they kind of go about these because some of these movies they'll put like a good advertising into them. They'll put like you know the you know the you know the just the next one coming out. Here's a ten minute special feature of like why this is fucking awesome and why you should buy it. And then there's other ones just like yeah that came out. Where'd you advertise that? At? I don't know. We just. I think so. I think Frank posted on his Facebook, like on his personal Facebook, and it got ten likes. So good for Frank. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's just kind of weird to go like you spent four million dollars making this video, and you just kind of just released it. Like whatever, we'll see what happens. Well, the weird thing is, is I just kind of I almost find out from you or just looking up. Like I'll have to type in when is this coming out, and it'll say like okay, I got the, I got you know a few months or whatever. But the fact that you don't know, because I know you are actually, you, you sign up for, like, the email list and all that kind of stuff. So the fact that you don't know when it's coming out immediately says, like, okay. Well, it's funny, because it's like, yeah, it's like that Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. Like, that never popped up on any of those Warner Brothers ones. Now, the Wonder Woman one, I will say, that did. And that's how I, that's how I realized that one was coming out. Like, literally, like, the next day. It's like, oh, shit, I guess I got to get 20 bucks out. And then, um, but, like, the Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go, as I said, like, I only knew of that because at the end of Teen Titans Goes to the movies, they go, like, oh, we have, like, this special, like, our worlds collide kind of thing. And then it's kind of like, oh, I guess they're doing a movie. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's it? That's, you know what I mean? And, like, and maybe that's, like, okay, maybe something like Teen Titans Go, like, maybe if you're watching Cartoon Network or something like that, maybe they're playing ads on there. But you know what I mean? As a, as a fucking adult, you're like, I need an adult way to get these advertisements across. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you just think yeah. that, like, it would pop up on anything else, like, Water Brothers slash DC. It's just so weird, but, um, whatever. I guess that's beyond the point. I, I got the movie. I happened to ha- hit a Tuesday. It was there. I bought it. You know what I mean? Like, so everything is all set and ready, and, you know, the P's and Q's are all together. We, I guess we don't have to worry too much about it because somehow, some way, their advertising ploy still works on the DC fans, but. Of of the two movies that we're going to review in today, I went out and bought one of them. The other, I just rented, just because I wanted to see first, because I'll be honest, I was never really huge on the Teen Titans. I uh, There's the original show, and I didn't hate the original show, and, and oh, god damn it, one moment. Fucking dog, just barking off the... Yeah. Just, just thinks he's got fucking authority. I'll just be sweating, I'll just be sweating my balls in here from now on. Anyway, so... Um, Teen Titans. Yeah, Teen Titans. I was never really huge on the original show, and not that I hated it or disliked it. It just you know, I, I didn't really I didn't really dig it too much. But there's it had good moments and good character, some good things here and there. And then there's the Teen Titans Go, and that one's kind of hit and miss with me. And it's not so to me Teen Titans Go, and I, I know this might make you cringe for a second, mm-hmm. but uh, bear with me on this. To me, it kind of reminds me of Family Guy, and by that I mean. There are some really funny jokes in there and some stuff that's actually very quick-witted and really smart. And the fact that it's all DC is like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. That that, that speaks to me, you know, because we're both huge DC fans. But then there's but then there's the jokes that just keep on throwing it out there. And there's a lot of that breaking the fourth wall. Like, oh, we did. We, why did we sing that song? Just to fill time, you know. So, like, a lot of those kind of jokes. And um, it's not... I don't think Teen Titans Go is bad, but I think people are... I think what annoys me... One of the reasons why I'm, like, a little bit more, like, 
open to Teen Titans Go than Teen Titans is the fan basis. And this movie actually touches on that because Teen Titans fans like like they're ruining the show. They're ruining the show. And I'm thinking back on it, Teen Titans fans. I guess it came out when we were in high school. Well, that, that's the it, thing. Is I, I want to bring that up real quick. Is I think that's the reason why. Like, because like when that show came out, we were sort of in high school, so it was kind of like a show made for ten year olds, and we were kind of like Full Metal Alchemist, bro. Like, what up? <laughs> I watch adult cartoons now. Ghost in the show. Yeah, what, what are you doing? Yeah, and then like that was also leaning really hard into the um, animeness of it all, and then out of that, y- you know, eventually you see you hear all like these you know people who are now probably in their late teens, early twenties, going, Teen Titans Go doesn't get it. It's ruining everything, and. I'm just like, you know what? You know what also was out around the same time Teen Titans Go? I mean, Teen Titans? Justice League. And I was a little frustrated that Teen Titans were not part, were not done in the same style as Justice League, because I think that's way fucking cooler. So, just that art style. You know, I mean, I would have loved to see a Teen Titans show done in that uh, early 90s DC universe style. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, I guess Young Justice is like the close one for that, but... And that's That makes up for it. That makes up for it. We have that now, but I'm thinking then yeah. what that would have been and just kind of like up there with Superman, Batman, and Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Like a, the, the Teen Titans, when I heard Teen Titans, like, oh, that's cool. They're going to do Teen Titans. Like, oh, it's it's this? Oh, okay. So hearing people all bitch and moan about, oh, they kiddified it. Like, bitch, this shit was already really kiddy. Yeah, because it's kind of fun. Because I was, like, I actually went back and watched some of, like, the, like the Teen Titans ones. Like, one, they just had the episodes on, like, the, the Blu-ray. But then I was also just kind of watching some more on the DCU one. And it's, like, it, it is one of those ones, like, kind of go back and, like, because it was one of those shows that, like, I would watch it. If it was, like, kind of on, I would watch it. But I didn't, I didn't like, set my fucking calendar based on when Teen Titans was coming out. It wasn't one of those shows. It wasn't. It wasn't some of those terrible, you know, or not, not to say terrible, but, like, I always look at, like, terrible moments of, like, Adult Swim that, like, you based your entire life off of whatever time, like, a show came on and nothing else mattered except for that. You know, that wasn't Teen Titans. Teen Titans was like, oh, shit, we got a half an hour to kill? Like, you know, it's like the new Super Friends, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Okay. Well, it was also, I mean, there, there was it's not like it all sucked and, like, all the episodes are bad or all the moments are bad because it has a lot of the same people from the... Be- uh, other DC stuff working on it. So, you know, naturally, it, some of that was bound to shine through, and there are moments where it did. It's just some, I think, because they, I think the producers are leaning so hard in the animeness of it all and making it trying to be more kid friendly. And I think the whole thing, like, what well, was, was like, well, that, 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 that's because they're like, they're like, you know, Batman Beyond is fucking lost audiences. They all went towards the anime stuff. We got to go fucking hardcore to the Japan. Well, there's that. And then there's also this whole thing where they would really, um, I don't know. Tell me if you feel this. I've only maybe seen 10 or 11 episodes of Teen Titans, the original show. And that's a lot to, I think, that, that's a, I mean, not, not, that's not the whole series, but I think that's enough to form an opinion on it. Um, I feel like that the world, it, something was always off-putting me, the world it's complacent always felt very empty, didn't it? It didn't almost seem like the only people that were there were the main characters and then whatever villain and maybe there was a bystander going by to run away from a villain if some shit was going down did you ever feel that way it, it, it does it does have that feeling that's definitely for sure and it's also weird because that show has like the backgrounds are like way differently drawn than like all the characters that's the other thing i thought because i noticed that just in re-watching it i'm like huh those backgrounds have like such weird detail compared to like it just doesn't match mm-hmm. i mean like yeah. it doesn't look bad but it just it's it's weird it's just it's noticeable it's like huh that's an interesting choice yeah, yeah. So, 
it's just one of the and then plus you know there's certain characters you knew from the comics like oh this character's gonna be badass and they like oh that that that's how that's how sphinx looks okay oh that's how that's which brother i mean i never liked brother blood like that's a weird way to portray brother blood but i guess you can't have him be all sacrificing people in blood or whatever so okay you know and then like slade never called him deathstroke they just called him slade so oh yeah i guess that's true in there too it, it is that kind of weird thing because it is that show that it is very cartoony. I think people just have sort of a different, like, like when they remember that show, I think they remember it sort of differently. I guess because, like, maybe as a six-year-old kid, that show would seem so fucking edgy. You know what I mean? But, like, I guess when you're, like, a 15-year-old kid, you're like, not that fucking edgy. I had Batman the Animated Series. Shit, he fought a guy who was going against tax evasion. What do you got? <laughs> there was, yeah, there was an episode where he was going against a guy who was like had like an insurance scam going using the Joker's likeness. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's another one that was using a. The, the, there's another episode that was all based off rent control. So it was like it's one of those things. Like that show was a little bit. I mean, when you're a kid, maybe at the time you don't really give a shit. Like, is Batman punching somebody? That's good enough for me. But looking back on it, like, oh wow, these guys weren't writing something for kids they're writing something appropriate enough for a kid to watch yeah where teen titans feels very much like a kid's show to me and then i guess the more genuine heartfelt moments or like wittier moments really shine through in that just not to be a dick but just because i think everything else is so like campy and over the top that when something do- does hit it's just like you know because be a moment like hey raven it's your birthday i don't want to celebrate my birthday but we're having a fun wacky party Woo! and then all of a sudden trigon comes by Raven, you're going to bring the apocalypse and you're going to kill all your friends. The end. And, you know, so it's kind of one of, I think that like those heavier moments would almost kind of like, oh, wow, that caught me off guard, but it almost kind of makes you forget some of the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely that too. And I, I just think it is just one of those ones like, because that's the thing, it's like at the end of the day, Teen Titans is a show made for like 10 year olds. I mean, like, or, you know, pre teens, like that kind of age range. It's not saying you can't watch it, but see, the thing about Batman is what made Batman so, I feel like it's such an old person. Like, but see, what made Batman so good is you could show that to your parents, and they were like, that's a damn respectable good show. If you show Teen Titans to them, they'd be like, son, uh, we, we, we won't go take the TV away from you, and we're going to have you stop doing drugs. I kind of forgot that show came out in 2003. It's it's always like, God, was it that long ago? I guess it was. I know, it's kind of weird. Now, this sounds even weirder, though. Like, I, I oddly like Teen Titans Go more than I like Teen Titans. So do I. So do I. And, and I think it's just because it just embraces, like, it's fucking ridiculous. I think it's that, and I think the fact it's got, like, it's got the hardcore, like, kind of DC, like, kind of jokes in there that I feel like that's what makes it kind of nice is like you know like the old DC fans you could appreciate all that stuff and even though it's got like a lot of the retarded stuff in there I don't know what it is it's just like every once in a while it's like it's the perfect example of like if you need kind of like a somewhat retarded show <laughs> that's that's Teen Titans Go you know what I mean like it it really does remind me like it's totally a show made for people to get fucking high like that that show like yeah. they, there's no denying because there's some stuff in there you're watching you're like dude this is what the fuck is going on you know what I mean but like I don't know what it is like I almost like just appreciate like i love i love the teen titans go the movies like i thought that thing was fantastic you know the handful of episodes and clips i've seen i've always enjoyed so it's just like that kind of stupid fun that i enjoy in a weird way and maybe because it's just like i know that's what it is i think there's too many people that like they 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 assume that's gonna that's like a pure like i mean i guess it technically is like a continuation of teen titans that's the weird part about it or i guess it's about well by this standard by this movie it's an elseworld story so i guess that's maybe that fixes it all for those people but I think that's sort of... Well, yeah, because even in Teen Titans, even Teen Titans go to the movies, that's the first time they meet Slade, so... Oh, I guess that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, so it is kind of that its own thing and whatnot, but it's like it's weird how people just like they they took it like it was a sequel, and it's just mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like you know, it's it's just like Batman. We got multiple Batmans. We got Batman the animated series. We got the Batman. We got Batman the Brave and the Bold. We got Batman sixty six. I mean, you just you just after a while you get used to it. Like don't get so attached to one one style. I don't think. Yeah. Well, also Teen Titans Go. The thing about that is, I think. Yeah, there is a lot of dumb jokes, and I think I'm a little bit more in tune to it when certain episodes are hit and miss with me. I like the episodes where they dive more into DC lore and jokes like that, but then their episodes are just kind of more random and all over the place. Yeah, exactly. But I think I like it more like in, I think I like it more in like ten minute chunks. When it's going into a full movie, that's where it gets <laughs> a bit much for me because even <coughs> sometimes go to the movies. I liked it, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't see this in theaters, just because I don't think it's a movie I really need to see in theaters, because, uh, well, maybe where I live, I have to go out of my way, I have to take a bus, go, you know? Like, I enjoyed the hell out of it in theaters, I was, like, I was probably like one of the only people in there, probably the only fucking yeah. adult, I can't remember if that was one of those movies, there was one movie I remember going into, and it was just like, I think it was, it was like- one of the Lego movies. No, oh, that was what it was. That was that, that, it was us, and we were at the Lego movie, and that, that that dad came in with his kids, and he did the old double take, like, wait a second, this can't be it. We, we must have stepped into the wrong movie. They're probably seeing Wolverine or something. Like, all right, let's not go sit next to these kids. I don't know, or these guys. I don't know what they're doing in this Lego movie. Yeah, what's these yeah. fucking 30-year-olds coming in to go see fucking Lego movie? They're the, like, but, not even the Lego movie, the Lego Django movie. But, um... I, but I think Teen Titans Go to the movies, even that one, I liked. I wasn't blown away by it. I thought some of the jokes got a little repetitive, but I liked a lot of the deep cut jokes they had, and I liked how abrupt and like how dark it got. Like the part where they they're in the middle of singing like a song with um, a bear, uh, that cat or bear or whatever that was voiced by uh, that old pop star. I'm forgetting his name. Shit, uh, um, Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton, and then they accidentally hit him in the road. Like I think he's, a, I think his dad's a cop. Run! They just leave him for dead. Like the fact they throw that into a kids show or a kids movie. Like I was like, oh my god, that took some balls. Even the way this movie ends, I'm like, okay, you guys, it's it's almost kind of like that show. It, not to the level of a Ren and Stimpy, but kind of like it doesn't teach you great values, <laughs> but it's meant to be like, yeah, don't be these guys, but it's funny, right? Or there's even the whole bit in. Um, like, there's an episode where Robin lost to like not uh, lost to uh, Kid Flash, and he's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna run a race. I'm gonna win a race against Kid Flash." And like he beats him, and like they're like, "He's our new leader." And he's like, "I challenge you again." And then right as the race starts, just a quick cut, like not even like a full motion, just a quick like flash cut of just him bashing him in the side of the leg <laughs> with his like with his staff. Just and he's like, oh! oh! He falls to the ground and he runs and the team just like, oh! Robin won! They didn't give a shit that he cheated. They're just happy that he won. <laughs> and he's and Kid Flash and they're crying holding his ankle as they carry Robin off playing this like victorious music. So it's a lot of that kind of humor I like. And I think that's sort of like what wins me over sort of with the Teen Titans Go. I know it's like you, you tell that to any of those like people that are just a handful of years younger than us and they look at us like we're the fucking devil. But it's like, I don't know. That's that's the thing. It's like I give Teen Titans Go credit because like just for being something like completely different and it like sort of works. Like I, I like having that weird comedy every once in a while to mix in with my DC. And it's like, well, it's, ones, it's like you're not mixing in with my serious show. You're giving me a comedy one. And uh, lo and behold, I guess we get to this movie here where you get Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. And it's it's predominantly more of like a Teen Titans Go movie that just kind of fuses into like the Teen Titans world. I mean, there's barely. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't me trying to sound all like art schooly or film schooly about it, but um, it's it's barely really 
a story here. It, it's more of a uh, one or two situations happen. It kind of gives the characters an excuse to be in the same room and just act off each other and make jokes at each other's expense. Essentially, Ravens. The, the, there's the one time I think in this show, and like what I can see is they actually try to give a little bit of a story to Raven in this universe. They still have a joke every five seconds, but like her her uh, her um, diamond is starting to shatter, which holds back her demon side. And because of that, it's um, it, this once a crack, she won't be able to contain her demon any longer. And Trigon from their universe is working with Trigon from the original Teen Titans universe. Not the original, but the 2003 show universe to basically get resurrected. And so the two of them can like fuse together and destroy the world and or destroy the multiverse, essentially. Yeah, so, and that's pretty much the short and simple of it. And it's almost as like, I mean, it's the classic like two worlds collide kind of movie. Like uh, another good example is like there's the, the other Ninja Turtles animated movie, uh, Turtles Forever. And it's kind of like in that similar one where it's like you get the 2000s Ninja Turtles meet like the 1980s Ninja Turtles and they kind of joke off each other. And it's almost like they do that thing where like in the Teen Titans when they do it as well, too, where it's like they, they stretch it out like these shows are like actually way different from each other. But like when you kind of watch them, you're like, they're not that fucking different from each other because like they make it out that like the Teen Titans 2003 ones like you guys are so serious and edgy. And it's like. I don't know. When you watch that one, they're still fighting over fucking pizza and who's getting the video game controller, you know what I mean, and what they're going to do on the weekend. Yeah, and they even, uh, th those things about, it. I guess because the characters, when they want them to look cool, they could still look kind of cool, like Cyborg could still look stern and all that. Yeah. But then you, when they actually go, because eventually it does this whole, because what ends up happening is Ravens from both worlds get kidnapped by Trigon. So then the teams are essentially trying to figure out how they're going to save Raven, what they're going to do. And their answer is, well, apparently in a lot of the Teen Titan Go specials, they fight Santa Claus. So they have this whole Mission Impossible style break into the North Pole, which is really intense. And they like, well, Santa Claus has this uh, has like this device that can jump between parallel worlds and all that. So we're going to use that. And... From there, they end up going over the Teen Titans, the, the 2003 Teen Titans world, where Raven and, uh, well, both Ravens are, essentially. And out of that, you just kind of get a lot of hijinks ensue, essentially. Yeah, so you get a bunch of that, and then you just get, of course, them fighting each other, and, you know, no matter what, like, Robin can't get along. I like how they make the Ravens get along, but everybody else kind of has, like, their different ways they kind of go about being with each other. And then it learns out that Cyborg and Beast Boy and stuff like that, they're like, oh, you know, other guy's kind of cool, he you fucking hang out with it. I like how, like, no matter what, Robin just can't can't fucking have some other leader figure in there. Starfire is always getting along with everybody. And uh, I thought it was actually, when they start doing, the reason, uh, the, the one thing that made this kind of like, uh, Teen Titans was never that serious. The fact that both Teen Titans teams, they have two sing-along moments. And the fact that the, teen, the 03 Teen Titans jump in and start singing and doing a hip-hop about why they're the same or why they're different and how they got to work together, which is supposed to be kind of tongue-in-cheek in, in itself. They even talked about, like, the reason you guys are still around is because you guys actually had good good, good, uh, good um, views. We didn't. It just shows, like, 2000. They show, like, a, a chart from, like, you know, like, 2003 to 2018. <laughs> like, and, it's, like, it's, like, dropping dro down. <laughs> yeah, like, drastically. <laughs> and um, 
Oh God, what's the joke? There's one in there that, oh yeah, like Beast Boy, for instance, he's the Teen Titans Go Beast Boys are like, oh yeah, like Beast Boy always gets the ladies, and they're all everyone's saying something to this point that rhymes, and then Beast Boy from oh three Teen Titans like, yeah, our Terra died, like nothing rhymed with it. It's <laughs> oh my God, the song just continues on. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's like it's got good comedic moments in it, and so on like that. I think what makes it. This is like almost like I don't know. These are always how these like parallel kind of world movies kind of come together, which makes them kind of the coolest. Really, the coolest part is once you start seeing like all the multiverse worlds kind of come together, and you see like oh shit, they run into like Young Justice, and they pull out like the nineteen like eighties like comic book characters, and then they, they start pulling random ass stuff out that like never existed. But well, that's the thing. I, well, most of the stuff that comes in because they have all these different parallel worlds. Most of them are stuff there just for a joke, because they make a joke early, like, you think there's a steampunk version of us? You think there's a mermaid version of us? You think, and, like, all the, like, no, no. Like, what, you think the steampunks wear, like, top hats and, like, goggles on top of goggles? Like, maybe, I don't know, and sure enough, they go there, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, so they, so, they have those roundabout yeah. jokes. But I think it's just, like, like seeing kind of, like, almost like those, like, Marv Wolfman, like, type story characters in there and so on. I think it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, they have that kind of Teen Titans. Yeah, I kind of. I was hoping to see more of like a. I mean, they probably that ending. The thing that probably really inspired them was into the Spider Verse as well as Avengers Endgame because it literally does the thing where it's a portal and all the other because the two Trigons fuse together and there's the one Trigon who's trying to be serious. There's the other Trigon who's like he's just basically kind of a dick dad. He's always wearing a sweater vest and all that. And that's the Teen Titans Go one. And Teen Titans Go Trigon eventually gets tired of being pushed around, so he, like, absorbs the other Trigon, and they just come, like, they have a whole joke, he says, he's got four butts, what? Or like, you have to, he has, like, two butts, and, you know, you have two of everything, so that means you have two butts, you have four nipples! Yeah, like, those those are always, like, Ren and Stimpy jokes. Yeah, they when they were all, when all the Beast Boys turn up piranhas, one of them, like, is, like, chewing on the nipple, and they focus on it for a while, it's all super detailed. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, stupid things like that, but it's, like, it still makes me laugh, I don't, I don't care, it's, it's retarded, but, you know, but, um, but, yeah, it has that, word. really, like, the, the Turtles Forever is, like, the one I always think of, because that kind of did it before all those other ones were sort of doing, as far as a movie goes, and, um, yeah, just having all those worlds. It's like it's like the simplest thing you could pretty much do. It's just like literally just take take something that people already like and then just combine a bunch of, you know, variations of like those characters all together and have them fight a big battle. There you go. Sold. Mm. Movie. Yeah, and even that though, because you don't get all, like as you said, it's mostly stuff they address in this movie and make up for the sake of jokes. The only official version, because you have Teen Titans cartoon, I mean, 03, Teen Titans Go, uh, DCU, um, DC Animated Universe Teen Titans for a second um, 80's comic book Teen Titans and then everything else is just kind of like random like oh look there's a, there's anime Teen Titans that don't exist there's black and white Steamboat Willie Teen Titans there's you know so it's just one of those things like, okay this way we can just bring it all we could just I think they I think they could have pulled more from the well like different artists interpretations of the characters from the comics or you know like maybe Jeff Johns like early 2000s run from the comics yeah. or maybe something from D, from uh, New 52 yeah, plus there's also, like, there's a lot of those, like, weird, like, 2000-style art, like, kind of comics, too, that you could have got that had, like, at least its own unique look. I mean, I, I know what they did. They, they they traded out, like, that for jokes, but, like, I feel like, you know, the people that are here for this, I think, would love to see just, like, any more snippets of, like, other types of, like, you know, actual characters and so on. 
Yeah, yeah. I was glad to see that they had the eighty style in there. That was cool. But... Shit, they, they, they should have just put the they should have put the Titans in like the live action one. Just have like one just like weird like live action scene for a second. That would have been kind of funny. Yeah, I would have been up for that. Because I remember and like well, that the part where in Turtles part... Forever, I thought that was cool because they had the live action Turtles in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the the um, the uh, anime the two thousand six two thousand seven animated movie in there for a second too. You saw that in the background. Yep. So it's like I so. think I think that's just kind of cool that it's like they had all that stuff. So it's like I feel like they could have had a little bit more in there too. But you know, whatever. Like as I said, like still seeing like the eighties Teen Titans. I think that that in itself was cool. It's like I'd love to see a whole movie that like had like that style. Like you know, maybe not like the cutout, but like had that look of the Teen Titans. You know what I mean? And they it has a lot of the more self aware jokes. Just kind of like there's the part where Teen Titans go Robin's always trying to be trying to be super serious and be taken super seriously but nobody really can and he's trying to go back into the universe of like because once they see the these the the animated dcu teen titans they're like oh my god d- dude they, they make you guys the oh three titans make you guys look like nothing you guys look like you guys are like the baby versions of them oh wow we should just probably be like yeah yeah they're all just kind of like ah, yeah we get this a lot kind of <laughs> and then um and then, like, Robin's trying to sneak in there. It's like he stole, like, Nightwing's clothes that don't even fit him. He's like, okay, guys, let's go, let's go back to your universe and have PG-13 adventures. And then, and then that's where, like, that version of Dick Grayson holding a trash can lid over his dick just comes by, steals the costume, just walks through the portal. I know, just exactly. Just, like, <laughs> just trying to break through. But, yeah. Let's go have, no, it's like, let's go have mature PG-13 adventures, like he said. Uh-huh. But uh, no, I, th- I think overall, like, I still had a hell of a time with the movie, and it's still super fun, and, um, I mean, that, that's what it is. At the end of the day, it, it's, just, it's just a fun movie, you know? You throw it on, and it's just, like, you're going to have a good time, there's laughs galore, you get to see some kind of cool stuff, and it's just, it's funny, because you almost just see those conflicting fans. I even like how they even have, like, when they have that battle, there's, like, that fat guy up in the audience, it's just, you can just tell the DC is like, fuck this, fuck these guys, whereas, like, I was like, you ruined my childhood! And he's wearing a My Little Pony shirt too. Yeah, exactly. Because you just that, that when I saw that, I'm like, yep, that's yeah. how I feel about all those people that bitch about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I like how Teen Titans Go was like, well, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Like they'll make fun of themselves, but at the same time, are like, dude, get the fuck over it. They kind of get that way after a while because people act as if O three Teen Titans is like this amazing piece of art. Like, and I get it's important to some people, but it's like, yeah. dude, come on, look, look. It, I, I just kind of like. I remember when I was a kid. I just not to beat this up too much but when i was a kid and teen titan teen titans was coming out i was a little bit more like not my teen titans and then eventually i got older like oh it wasn't for me i had justice league and all that i liked that one more just league unlimited and then now now that it's not now that people are like that's, that's not my teen titans like yeah well pff, i already kind of went through this teen titans was take was taking space of justice league at some point or like was pulling like you know, fun. I don't know. Not pulling funding away from Justice League, but I was like, well, that was something that could have been more like you know Justice League style, but was the stupid like wannabe anime thing. But it kind of did because because Teen Titans went for like five seasons, and like Justice League Unlimited only went for two. Maybe it did. Maybe it did because did Justice League did it, did it go past Justice League Unlimited? Teen Titans go. I think so. Be- yeah. So yeah. So that was kind of my. That's how kind of how I felt at the time because it was like. All right, well, that thing took from Justice League Unlimited, probably, so I don't really, you know, so now it's your turn, bitch. Yeah, exactly, so, huh. just, I don't know, fucking enjoy everything. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I gotta say, mm-hmm. but, um, well, DC blesses us with even more stuff, so we get Wonder Woman bloodlines, too, at the same time, like, right, a week later, like, fuck it, here you go, have another movie. 
And I was surprised about this one because I initially, when they tease this thing, I'm like, okay, so it's just essentially a retelling of Wonder Woman's origin, but in the new DC animated universe. I'm like, oh, oh no, that's just the opening. This is a whole new story. So it was not like, so I was like, okay, we're going to rewatch it, but we're going to rewatch your origin, but there's going to be a few like other villains in here. It's like, oh no, 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 this is actually something that takes place later in her career presently they just have that opening just for people who didn't see the movie i guess yeah i guess they just have that the the catch-up part and i feel like they do it really good because it's like it's over in like you know maybe five minutes it's like here you go here's wonder woman this is who she is boop 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 boop. steve trevor flies in yeah whatever we're out of here you know and Mm -hmm. then it's kind of like it builds up and it kind of goes through the years and what I like about this a lot too is, I mean, like, granted, I like I kind of forgot about like, oh yeah, there's another Wonder Woman movie coming out. That's why this one's this movie's trying to promote that next Wonder Woman movie for next year. But um, it's kind of nice to finally see a movie that was just like, oh, it's a standalone. I mean, like, it takes place in that Justice League universe, but it's not like Justice League, you know, Wonder Woman bloodlines. You know what I mean? Like, I like how like everything in this movie is Wonder Woman. There's like, you know what I mean? Like, if they have to have a battle with somebody, it's not going to be just any character. It's a Wonder Woman character. If she's going to go talk to somebody, it's a Wonder Woman character. It's like, it's 100% Wonder Woman. And I think that's like, I wish they almost did a little bit more of this. I mean, they do have Batman, but, well, yeah, she's Batman, you know, of course. But beyond <laughs> that, though, like, very few other characters ever get that kind of treatment. Yeah, it usually is if they want to have a, like a Flash movie, they got to have Batman or Superman in there too. If they want to have an Aquaman movie, they got to fit Batman or Superman in there. So the fact they're just like, you know what, Wonder Woman's big now because they. I, I still like the original DC Wonder Woman, the, the animated Wonder Woman movie they did back in like two thousand five, two thousand six, whatever it was. Oh yeah, that's amazing. I like that one more, but this one was still fun. This is like more of like this is not like a bad thing. When I say this is like mid range, I think. Just about all those DC Universe movies are all really good. There's only like two or three ones that are just like, okay. This one, I'm talking about the main line of them. Not not like Teen Titans or something. I mean like the or they have Teen Titans Judas Contract. But I mean the main PG-13 line of these things. And only two or three of them are like, okay. Everything else is pretty good. I think this one's probably more in the mid-range. Like, oh, this one's good. I like this one. It's a pretty good movie. It doesn't blow me away, but I was kind of glad to see them like sort of take a now it's probably a safer time to do it but still kind of like take a chance on villains we haven't seen in one of these movies yet yeah like i actually like it probably more than that like i would say it's actually a high range movie for me like because i maybe just because like it was just that thing where it's like it felt it sounds so weird but it's like almost like doing something kind of fresh was just like staying away from the justice league almost it seemed like and just mm-hmm. not having to like utilize batman not like there's anything wrong fusing batman but like that always feels like the crutch is having to like go for that so the fact that like oh, you can actually just use all these Wonder Woman characters and have all these kind of Wonder Woman characters that, one, haven't really seen a lot of light of the day, like, especially, like, in animation or anything for a long while. That was just kind of cool in itself. And it just gives you, like, especially if somebody didn't really know a whole lot about Wonder Woman, this movie's, like, almost, like, the perfect, like, pass this to someone. They'll be pretty caught up. Well, I was surprised that Cheetah and Giganta... I'm assuming, like, because those are the, probably the two bigger, more common characters that people know from Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't read the comics a whole lot. Like, oh, yeah, those two, they were in the, uh, Super, Friends. the uh, Super Friends cartoon, and they throw those two in Justice League Unlimited, and they also throw them in, you know, other other DCU movies. They're just both muscle for, like, one scene. 
everybody else, it's like, okay, well, we got Dr. Poison. She was in the movie, but to be honest, she wasn't really used a whole lot before the movie. And then you also had um, Silver Swan, who was maybe in a cartoon at some point, but not used frequently at all. And I didn't even realize I was her at first. I forgot that she had a whole relationship with Silver Swan. And then there is also... I didn't even know. There was, like, the hacker robot. Cyber. Lady. I don't even know who that is, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she's from the comics, but yeah. Well, I'll say this. That, the movie also doesn't really explain who she is really at all either, too. It's like, I feel like, because that's, that's the only thing about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's always been that, like, series where, like, I always felt like, you know what? I'd, I'd love to read more Wonder Woman. Like, yeah, I have, like, I only have, like, one book or something like that. And beyond that, it's like, that's it. And it's just that kind of thing. It, it's, it comes down to, it's the classic comics thing. You only have so much time and money for so many books that, you know, you, there's certain characters you just, you always want to, like, grab more of their stuff, and you just never get around to it. And that's how I always felt about Wonder Woman. So, like, my knowledge is mostly based off of everything from Super Friends on up, you know, as far as, like, TV shows and movies. And yeah, Justice like Dr. League stuff and, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's kind of how I mostly know Wonder Woman, just because most of... It's usually whenever she pops in something else or if there's, like, some big story arc that includes other characters coming in. So, yeah, Cyber, I didn't really know, but I knew just about everybody else from one thing or another. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like how this one's just, like, it's, at first it, like, starts off, like, once you get past, like, the, you know, the origin section and so on, and, you know, Wonder Woman goes to, you know, America. And, um, like, I was just, like, she's like, oh, we need a place to stay. Let's go stay at this archaeologist's house. They'll, they'll fucking, like, bend over for me. They're fucking archaeologists. They love, they love anything Themyscira. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Clean the fucking house. Clean the fucking house. Stop like, shit. Turn down that fucking golf music. Just like, Steve, get it. Like, watch this. Dude, we'll never have to pay fucking rent. It's going to be great. <laughs> like, Diana comes in all nice and proud and proper and everything like that. But she's like, dude, I'm fucking playing a scam on these people. <laughs> I'll be all shit. Here's the thing: she's gonna fucking die, and I'm the one gonna sell the fucking house and collect the profit. <laughs> you think she's gonna sell to her daughter? Fuck oh, no. no. No, you see that daughter? That, that daughter's a fucking shoes on the bed, right there. That, that's already telling you that she's fucking up to no good. <laughs> Keep your eye on that little bitch. She's gonna turn into a supervillain one day. I know it. I fucking know it. You know what I mean? That's why I'm keeping an eye on her. That's why I'm living right next door to her and busting in her room. Every once in a while. You know what I mean? Every so often, you just like, you have to go walk by, knock something out of her hand, spill on the ground. Mom's like, who did that? And then I was like, she did it. Like, who's she going to believe? A princess or a stupid fucking daughter? Exactly. I do I like how they do like the, I always feel like this is kind of like a stereotypical thing that like, I'm surprised they still do it this day and age, but you still see it every once in a while where it's like, oh, the daughter's starting to like not like being at home, so she's starting to rebel. She's now she got the punk rock attitude, and it's like now she's like she's up to like no good anymore. Look out! Now she's got purple hair. And it's always like I feel like I'm gonna say this. I think that like literally 90% of kids that fucking like choose some kind of music look don't do it based on like an emotional reaction. They do it because they're like, huh. The Sex Pistols look kind of cool. I guess I could be a Sex Pistol. You know what I mean? But they're not doing it like, like man, like my life fucking sucks. They're just like, huh, I want to be on stage playing guitar. Yeah, I guess that's what I, I got to look like to do it. I think that's just an old trope by this point, the whole troubled youth thing, because I think that was a holdover from like the 80s and part of the 90s. Now it's just kind of a calm, common look. So I can kind of like, I could see parents like being like, 
now current parents being okay, whatever. He'll be out of he'll be out of this phase in like a week because now it's like the whole punk. Now like a kid doing a whole punk rock thing that seems so small. I mean, a kid who probably a parent would probably be more concerned about a kid looking like Takashi six nine with like trying to like get face tattoos and grills and pink dreadlocks or some bullshit. Well, yeah, probably a parent that sees a kid doing a punk rock. They're like, he's going classic rock. <laughs> Way to go! Way to go, son! <laughs> Way to go, daughter! Look at you go! Oh, you're gonna play the band and everything too with real guitars, not fucking Guitar Hero guitars. Not a fucking laptop. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Like you know, what I, mean? I think a parent would a parent would be excited about their kid dressing punk rock nowadays. I think. Oh, good. He's, I see he's listening to the Clash. Yeah, he, he's got some real taste. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where like you know, yeah, it's like those ones like. I don't know, it's just, when I see it in this movie, it just always comes across, like, what was this made by, like, a 60-year-old fucking man? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, did fucking Dan Jurgens come in here to, like, write that scene? I got something, I got something to say about the fucking youth, like, no one let Dan near Facebook. We don't want him to let him, or not, kids aren't on Facebook anymore, it's retired, it's actually a section for, like, senior citizens now. Don't let him go near Instagram. I mean, he'd probably throw the phone down and smash it, it's like, I don't trust it the second he sees it, but still, don't show him Instagram, you don't want him to see what the current generation is into. It's only gonna make Dan angrier. He hates, he hates the youth. That's why he works in comics. (laughs) But, um, but, but yeah, so it's like, it kind of has that, which is kind of like, it, it, it's always like, kind of like, it just makes me kind of like, almost like, kind of like, that sort of like cringe, like, really? Oh, okay. Because really, I feel like probably that preppy look is the one you shouldn't trust as much. You know what I mean? Like, that, that look she started off with, she's up to no good, because you don't know what she's doing. Yeah, and then as it goes on, because, you know, Diana, it just jumps ahead. Essentially, what brings, we should say, what brings Steve Trevor there in the first place is the events that kind of kick off, like, Doomsday not Doomsday, um, Darkseid coming to Earth. Yeah, like the first and Justice fi- League movie. And fighting some uh, parademons. So out of that, they end up, um, out of that, she's like, okay, well, let me go get accustomed to to the to your guys' society over here. And then we see a montage of Wonder Woman living with this family, this archaeologist and, this, and her daughter, uh, Vanessa, who become, later becomes Silver Swan. And then we jump five years later, and she's like, a, a, she's Wonder Woman now. She's famous. She's what everybody thinks her to be. And she's like, oh, well, I haven't kept up. I haven't kept up with them in a whole lot, but I hope they're doing all well. And then all of a sudden, Vanessa's mom comes in, like, I knew it. I knew it. It was, it was all those goddamn, it was all those goddamn Blink One Eighty Two albums. <laughs> they made her do it. And some forty one. <laughs> Now, now, now she's she out there. She's got to fight for her right to party. But I didn't know it meant this. Now she's out selling stolen tech to cyber and you know, uh, I said Doctor Fate, but not Doctor Fate. I'm a fucking uh, Doctor Poison. Doctor Poison and Doctor Cybus. Yeah, you know what I mean. A lot of doctors. Not. I don't know if they all really do have PhDs, but whatever. Yeah, God, how, how fucking old is that Doctor Poison lady? Shit, like should she be hanging around my daughter? She's like a hundred and three. <laughs> Yeah, we don't question it, but can you can you can you go can you bring her back? Can you get her into some good music? Can you get her into some like you know like classic rock? Can you show her, introduce her to a nice boy. Yeah, you know, or or a nice girl. I'm I'm open. You I'm know, I know it's my daughter. You know, but still, she just needs I was something. For grand, I was I was hoping for grandchildren, so you know. You know, but you know, preferably. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's just, not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Just, just find my fucking daughter. Just find my fucking daughter, Diana. That's that's what that's what we fucking brought you here for. That, that's why. Yeah, that's why you live fucking rent free no. for like the last ten years. 
you owe me this. <laughs> and we let, we let fucking be... Steve Trevor sleep here, too. And he never don't washed his clothes once. Don't think we didn't hear every other night. Yeah. And that was, that was him trying to work the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, he just couldn't get it, but he, for some reason, thought that as a man, he could work any machine. <laughs> He's got a hammer, like, oh, he just punched it, like, oh, Fonz this. <laughs> That's all I did. He stayed up late fucking watching 70s sitcom reruns. <laughs> They're like, you're putting a Fonz reference in this fucking thing? No one's gonna know who that is. Shut the fuck up, Dan. I'm just saying, I should shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, God, if you're going to... Jurgens at it again. Yeah. You know, maybe put, I, I doubt he wrote this. Who wrote this? It was a woman that wrote it. Okay. Well, those are still pretty so, good. So, still, so it wasn't fun of the whole, like, the whole punk rock thing, stereotype, but it's still a good movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's like the... That's like, that's like... It doesn't really bring it down at all. It's just like a noticeable kind of like... I, I just kind of like call those like those weird stereotypes that like for some reason like still kind of stick still around. around. You know what I mean? That, like, that I just don't feel really exist. You know what I mean? As I said, like, I think it's like if a kid's fucking dressed up like Mick Jagger, it's not like, oh, shit, he's doing heroin? We better stop him. It's like, no, he probably just saw a Rolling Stones concert and wanted to look cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why do you, why do you go to think the worst of him? This why, are, why are his lips so big? Why are his lips so big? Is he injecting heroin in them? Is yeah. that how he does it? And then suck a dick in the street for, you know, quarters by dogs. <laughs> it's like, what's going on to my son? That's your daughter. Oh, oh, oh! She cut her hair short. <laughs> oh shit! That's 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 a daughter. Got one of them buzz cuts. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like she has like that stupid like half shave cut. I don't know what it is. Like whenever you see that cut, I mean, even at the very end of the movie, there's like the fucking like blue magic that fucking heals stuff. I'm like blue magic that heals stuff. Still couldn't heal that fucking stupid haircut. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they end up going. You know, this, you find out that. Uh, Vanessa has been like she, she was doing like she was working for some uh, medical company for a while and then fell into some debt and was basically just looking she was apparently obsessed with also finding um uh which call it uh where's she from again Paradise Island what's it called Themyscira. yeah she's trying to find Themyscira so they're looking around so she was you know just eventually quit this company and started doing some back alley deals with uh with uh Dr. Poison and Dr. Cyber, and then Wonder Woman gets in there. She's like, hey, you gotta you gotta stop this. Whatever, you fucked up my family. It's like, well, you you kind of you kind of put your shoes on the bed, so don't act like you can <laughs> yeah. start this shit. So. Well, yeah, once you put the shoes on the bed, we all know this. Like, that's how you turn the fucking silver sable. Is you put fucking shoes on the bed, you're a supervillain. <laughs> I'm just saying, come on. And then from there... From there, like, it, like a big shootout happens, a cool action scene happens, and then Vanessa's mom gets shot, and Vanessa's, like, in a in, des- in desperation, it's like, I don't know what to do, I have nothing to live for, and like, hey, we could turn you into a silver hawk lady thing. Cool. That'd be so fucking punk rock. Yeah, sure, yeah, okay, we'll just hop in the thing, don't question it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, was, you could go for it, yeah, you know. You know, tr- tr- trust the 103-year-old lady who, you know, named Dr. Poison. With a German accent. <laughs> who still is carrying around World War One like veterans. And who do- also who works for a lady who 
who who never shows her face and always speaks through an avatar thing and through through an avatar like picture. Whenever she's in the room, she has a mask. Yeah, these people are totally trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, you know, she looks like she's re- related to fucking Cobra Commander or something. You know, a trustworthy figure. <laughs> I just like to imagine her and like Co- Cobra Commander and like. At uh, Thanksgiving dinner, like, hello, brother! <laughs> like, hello, sister! <laughs> Bastard mashed potatoes! As wish. Hey, nobody How sees goes the sky, but, uh, but from that point on, God, what, happened, what happens next in that point? And then from there, there's, they're trying to figure out, because, like, well, they're going to try and find, they're going to try and find Themyscira, we gotta try and beat them too. Like, why don't you try to go to them? Because they they think they can get Themyscirian tech. Essentially, that's what they because she brought some artifact that uh, it, it was linked to Themyscira somehow. She brought some kind of artifact and it was like a it was like a snake head thing. It was like a stone snake head thing. Yeah, because like and, the mom, pretty much that was her whole thing. She just like I worked at Themyscira trying to find it my entire life, and I get shot in the fucking back. You dirty fucking bitch. Yeah. I blame the I blame some forty one. Those no good dirty Canadians. They turned my daughter. (laughs) You know. um, So um, so they go in this search or whatever, and then um, I think it leads. The first one leads to like a maze guarded by a minotaur. Well, that's like a little bit later because then I thought they thought there was a part right before one. Maybe that is. I don't remember. Shit, I can't. I'm not gonna lie. I watched this thing two days ago because we were gonna do it yesterday, so it's not as fresh in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. There, there, there there is the Minotaur, which I thought was kind of cool. They have that part in there, and so on. And of course, once like fucking Steve Trevor and like they got uh, like pretty much Wonder Woman's like secretary. Actually, they're going. They go to. They go to work. They go to uh, which one call it to. There's a lady who runs a pharmaceutical company. Like, oh, you're surprisingly a good guy. Okay. And they go to her, and she's like, oh, yeah, you can check out her office. And it has all this stuff she was looking for. And their secretary, Eddie Candy, uh, is there with them. And she's like, hey, what if we, if we're looking for this, wouldn't it make sense if it was, like, on the bottom of, like, because if she's looking for this forever, it wouldn't be the stuff on the top, be in the bottom. And that's where I think it leads them to the idea of, like, wait, what if we go here to uh, this uh, maze thing that's guarded by a minotaur. Is that the first one, or is there something else? That I, I could have... No, there's something before actually, that. No, there's like, is it like, actually, they go to Egypt or something? Is that what happens? They go to Egypt, and they fight Silver Swan for the first time, and they get the clue to go to the maze thing, fight the minotaur from there? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, the, the minotaur thing, I was, I was like, that kind of came up a little bit towards the end. Yeah, they go to like that Egypt part, and that's where they first, I think, see Silver Sable and have a cool battle. Silver Swan. Or Silver... Yeah, Silver, Silver Sable. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's a ripoff of the other, probably. Yeah, this, this fucking Silver Samurai shows up out of nowhere. Fucking, you know what I mean? It's just one of those movies. But, um, so they go there, have that cool battle scene and whatnot, and then, um, yeah, then, then as it goes on, well, the cool thing, too, is, like, she also gets the invisible jet, too. It's, like, it's all these, like, small things that, like, you know, all these, like, Wonder Woman stuff. It's, like, it's all in here. I, that's why I think it's kind of, like, it makes for a nice, like, catch-up for anybody who has... Either one hasn't seen Wonder Woman for a long time, and or like, hey, you need to jump in here. Here explains kind of like everything a little bit, other than fucking Cyber. I'm still kind of confused on that character. Well, I feel like it's one of those things where they just kind of um, that it was kind of an apology. Like, look, we haven't done a Wonder Woman movie for a long time. We've done 45 Batman movies, about 30 Superman movies. About forty Justice League movies, and then everybody else got like a little bit of something here and there. This is Wonder Woman apparently sells now, so yeah. Here's an apology to Wonder Woman fans. Let's throw in some deep cut character. Deep, I mean, I'm not sure if people who read Wonder Woman, I'm not sure if these are deep cut characters, 
but their character some of them were characters like, oh yeah that one or i don't know that one so you know yeah i think it's for the most part it's like you know i mean like you're getting more characters than probably like almost any other like superhero dcu movie out there other than like maybe a big old fat you know justice league fest like as far as a single character one like none of these ones have this many characters in it that's what makes it kind of impressive and usually if there is a Wonder Woman movie, it's usually she's battling, or what, something with Wonder Woman, she's usually battling Ares, or Hades, or Cheetah, or Giganta. Which she does fight Cheetah and Guy Giganta, but it's only for a moment. It's just like some familiar, familiarity for you. Yeah, just to have cool action scenes and kind of use them as like hired guns. But, um... I guess for this point, yeah, then they do go to, like, that Minotaur section or whatever, and it's, like, that classic Greek tale or whatever where the Minotaur's guarding the maze and whatnot. And I love how, like, Steve Trevor and, like, the secretary lady, like, fucking just, like, like, oh! They something to do. They're, like, well, they, they do give Steve Trevor a lot to do in this one. I, I kind of like how they just make Steve Trevor, like, commando, just, like, he's just there to, like, shoot guns and fucking party and, and drive throw a Throw one-liners. Yeah, and th- throw kind of one-liners that are always kind of like, oh, okay, but... It, it still works, but like they just literally just have that minotaur just like charge through the maze. I'm like, that's like, isn't that like cheating to go through there? <laughs> it's like through the wall. I mean, I guess they're like, well, we don't want to have them like that. That'd be an extra twenty minutes of animation if we wanted to do that. So, you know, that's probably one of those things. Somebody was writing that, and then like the an- the uh, storyboard artists and animators are like, what the fuck are you doing? Wait, I got an idea. Be like, yo, yeah, we're already throwing a twenty minute Neil Gaiman movie also on this thing too. We, we can't have the fucking twenty minute minotaur scene either. <laughs> you know so let's just get this uh, here we go fucking see trevor like super mario's fucking off the minotaur and then they he just fucking charges through the wall yeah how is the secretary super mario off there too well she is kind of fat so it makes sense i mean i'm kind of getting it there she does pilates yeah she, she, she's one of those like she's like one of those very like athletic kind of fat ladies so mm-hmm. somehow some way she just continuously she could run as fast as steve trevor how, how does it work i don't know maybe she has superpowers i don't know it's a fucking wonder woman movie go fuck yourself Go work on. Go work on that. You want to see the next? You want to see the next scene or not? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. And then whatever. So they get there. I like how like like Wonder Woman like you know she uses like because they find like that center of the maze or whatever and she drinks like the fucking like you know from the veil or whatnot and it's like oh okay I kind of got an idea where Themyscira is not really but I got these visions. I, I saw these I... fish in my head. You know what I mean? I, I feel like we need to go on a fishing trip. Oh wait, no wait wait hold on. If we cross reference these fishes together, we can figure out where Themyscira is. Yeah, and then there's a whole thing. That's one of those things like this thing will tell you where it's at. Awesome, then drink it. Like, all right, I saw like a little miniature David Lynch movie. I saw a fucking snake. I saw blood go against the thing and some fish. All right, that's what I have to work with. Fucking awesome. I went through all this fucking shit to drink with some water that tasted like fucking piss. And you mean to Minotaur tell me piss. I still like, got to do think a- he's pissing. Yeah, and I still got to do this. I still got to figure out this fucking Riddler puzzle. Fuck this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then, and then she fucking, like, you know, captures the fucking Minotaur guy and puts him at fucking... Really, Wonder Woman just finds ways to get, like, rent-free of all kinds of stuff. She's like, I live sure, rent-free, I got a fucking secretary that does more than my secretary work for me, and I got a fucking butler now that's a Minotaur. Fuck you, Alfred. <laughs> She's like, I'm wanting up that... that I'm, I'm wanting you up, Bruce, you fucking bitch. Look out. Yeah. 
Because there's that part, because I thought, like, the, like, the Minotaur was like, oh, he's going to come back. He's going to fucking, like, save the day or something like that. So I was like, oh, no, he's fucking making salad. It fucking. Which is kind of funny. I, I would like to see that Minotaur running around like, oh, I got machine guns and shit now. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Like, dude, that sounds just so badass. Like, a Minotaur just fucking, like, charged around with, like, Wonder, Wonder Woman and so on. Maybe he'll come back again. Maybe they'll do, like, a Wonder Woman 2 movie. Out it wouldn't surprise one. me the least bit if that's in the comics. Maybe just in this, but it w- I wouldn't surprise me if she has a Minotaur in her, like, mansion or something like that or in her apartment. Yeah, I, I can see that, because that character felt like that was something. It wasn't just the Greek myth character. It was like, oh, that felt like there was something more to this. And I'm not going to lie, for a while they're teasing, like, we just need to get this thing, and then it'll be ready to unleash on Themyscira. And then they're like, what's this thing? What's this thing? And I felt like, I'm trying to narrow down, like, God, what could it be? Because I don't know Wonder Woman that well, but I'm trying to think of what it could be. And so when, and then when you find out that once, um... Wonder Woman realizes where it's at that uh, Dr. Cyber or whatever was in the system. Like, I was here the whole time. And they're doing this over at (laughs) Veronica Kale's office. And from there, she's like, I know where it is now. Thank you, Diana. You will all die now. And she hacks everything. And then they all break out of there at the last minute. Because it's like, this is a a place where we have highly content... um, Highly can, uh, contagious diseases, so this whole floor is going to get obliterated here in a second. But they trip the sensors to say that we're not here, so we got to get the fuck out of here now. And I want to say that um, Diana's having a fight with somebody. I don't know. She Silver rescues S- the first couple and then saves Steve Trevor last minute, then has a fight with Silver Swan. Yeah, exactly. And then the whole thing is she's like, the only way we're going to be able to fix Silver Swan is to take her because they realize that, like, oh, this, like, it's not just like she has fucking like cyborg parts put on her. It's like the things like you know, it's she like has cyborg cancer. It's well, it's like fusing with like her cells, and she's becoming you oh, yeah. know the machine. You know, what I mean, I don't know. It's almost like kind of the way that like Archangel is, I guess, something in X Men. But um, she's like the only way we could save is if we go to like we find the you know the blue purple ray whatever of healing magic. You know, at my hometown, <laughs> which they introduced the very beginning. Which it's kind of. It's a very simple joke, but it was kind of funny. Like when, because Steve Trevor is all fucked up from like crashing, and he's all burnt, and they're healing him. And she's like, "Oh, what is this thing? A purple ray of healing magic? What do you call it? Purple ray of healing magic? Like, oh, okay, it's easy to remember. <laughs> don't be fucking. She has that like kind of like attitude, like don't be fucking stupid. That's what it is. She's like, oh. <laughs> Instead, later on, just Steve's got his fucking dick like in it, and so on. Be like, Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, I had a party. I party had this one real crazy party back in '94, trying to see if this can fix it. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> well, shit. When I was finding it was that a creature, bachelor party, it was in Vegas. Literally, one of those creatures popped up right at my crotch in my jet right when I was coming down. I didn't know what he had. He fucking shoot out flames out of his mouth. <laughs> I know. I have fire aids. <laughs> you know, apocalypse aids. You, you know how dirty they are over there in space. Oh, you never left your. Oh. You, you, you don't know there's even space out there? Oh, okay. Oh, oh. oh this is going to be an education in the next couple of days. It's yeah. going to be a long boat ride. <laughs> yeah, this boat's not going that fast anyways. <laughs> you know, for being really... For having such high-tech technology and healing and all that kind of shit, you really... I'm surprised you don't know what the fuck a motor is. <laughs> yeah, shit. We got a fucking little globe here. It's like the only technology that makes it different from like a boat from like the you know, 1600s. Just saying. But, um, so moving forward, they end up, like, realizing, okay, we will, types of fish are able to narrow down, like you said, where, uh, pot, where, um, Themyscira is, and this part, I'm not gonna lie, I mean, 
maybe it's meant to, I'm not sure how big of a character Dr. Cyber is meant to be, but Dr. Cyber and Dr. Poison get there like, we are going to destroy Themyscira and take their technology. And the ship gets there, starts firing shots off. All the Amazons like, oh, really, motherfucker? Like, you, and you think, like, you don't get a chance to see how far it would go. But you see this little dinky-ass ship. And they release the thing that's been inside this box the whole time. They're like, okay, this is what's going to take everything down. They, they, they foreshadowed it earlier. Like, oh, look, they were trying to... Oh, this character was real in Greek mythology? Yeah, it was real. Was this real? Yep, that's real. And it comes out, they, it turns out they revised Medusa. Yeah, and it's like cybernetic Medusa now, you know, by fucking Dr. Poison and so on. And they're like, okay, let's go. And then the second that Medusa like, fucking just turns on him in like two seconds. It's so easy. And then Medusa like injects herself with Giganta Serum. And then she's like, guess what's up? And she starts like killing all these Amazons, turning them to stone and then like crushing them and just... Going to fucking town. Like a fucking Godzilla like villain wreck on Themyscira. And that's where, this is a something they did early on. They first show Wonder Woman in her old school kind of warrior style outfit. And then later she comes in in like the more less kind of um, bombastic version of the outfit that she's been in these DC Universe movies. Which they still looks like Wonder Woman but looks a little bit more kind of like, I guess. Like. Kind of like cheerleader Wonder Woman. Yeah, it looks more it looks more cheerleader than actual like Wonder Woman to me. But then she's wearing she comes back to the mascara. She's wearing the OG outfit. Like, oh, okay, cool. That one looks way cooler. Yeah, because that's what I kind of feel like. That's the only thing about those DCU ones. It's like I felt like they they they, they wanted to do something kind of different. They kind of maybe it was even with the the new Fifty Two kind of looked like we're gonna change Wonder Woman up. And then like they kind of like shit. We're kind of stuck with this look. You know what I mean? But maybe like after this movie, they can kind of go. You know what? Let's just uh. Let's, let's minus out the cheerleader outfit and just get her back to her normal outfit. Because you know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's what we all want to see. Yeah. And then she starts just... Has this big, long fight with Medusa that's pretty awesome. And it's like, you know, Kaiju Medusa. And it has this whole moment where Silver Swan realizes in the fight that, like... Because she's getting weakened and all that. And she realizes that Wonder Woman's there to help her and save her. And then her mother, who she had a falling out with. But Wonder Woman and her mother, Queen Apalfa see that oh wait she actually maybe she had a point and she's willing to die for her she's willing to die for her country even though we banished her for helping that set of dick and balls that landed here five years ago so (laughs) yeah first first uh, fucking dick that lands on the fucking like thing she takes off in two seconds it's just like that's all it took i thought it was gonna be a i mean i thought that maybe because you know we were living on an island i'd have to worry about a guy in a motorcycle rolling like yo what's up babe but apparently a guy in a jet was the next thing yeah shit it wasn't even fucking 12 hours before she was out of here just like just imagine just like you know she's on her front porch with her mom all of a sudden just like this like fucking jet lands down on the street like vroom vroom just like honking the horn (laughs) just honking the horn on the fucking jet babe let's go like i'm sorry mom i gotta go like he's such an asshole why do you date him he's really nice once you get to know him bitch let's fucking go already like, i'm coming fucking hate your mom <laughs> the jet does a wheelie and takes off down the street fucking just does like a fucking donut burnout like, right in their fucking front yard goes up That was some roadhead. <laughs> Just fucking throws condoms out the window. <laughs> at the mall. <laughs> fucking 
lands down right on her fucking petunias. She just got done gardening. <laughs> like little, like little caps. <laughs> yeah. No, so um, yeah, but anyway, so they they end up having their big battle. And it actually goes on, like, the. it actually, you know, you, you always know Wonder Woman's a badass, but you see, because, you know, she's giant, so whenever she gets close to her, like, the snakes the snakes in her hair, like, wrap around her and bite into her, so you see she's getting all, like, mangled and bloody and all that. And then at some, and she's like, you know, you have to look at me eventually. Eventually you have to look at me, and she can mind control her to look at her in the eyes. So she literally cuts off one of the snake's heads, like, all right, well, I need to, I can look at you, but guess what's going to happen? And she sprays the venom into her own eyes, like, oh, man, that is fucking hard. Yeah. And then she just goes at it. She's fighting her blind. I, I think, because I, I like this movie, but the very end battle with her and Medusa really, like, made me like it a lot more. Yeah, no, that 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 battle right there is probably one of the best DCU ones they've ever kind of had. Like, that's one of those scenes, like, okay, here's one of the reasons why Wonder Woman can go head-to-head with someone like Superman, or someone like Green Lantern, or Darkseid, because she's able, she's willing to go that crazy distance, like, I'm willing to fucking lose my vision. I mean, granted, you know they have the magical <laughs> healing ray, yeah. but at the same time, she's like, I'm willing to fucking lose my vision to beat the fuck out of this giant reptile bitch. Exactly, you know, and, and, and to fucking prove the point that I still don't have to fucking pay rent to that lady's bum over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna act like I, I I I love her and I care. I'm gonna hug her and then like once all this is done, I'm gonna hug her. I'm gonna whisper in her ear like, "I'm moving in tomorrow." <laughs> and I sold. She I, sold, left, I she already sold the old house. Me. She left it all to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just that big battle ensues. And then you know, of course, you know, one woman wins and everything like that. And you know, that fucking like. Fucking, what's her face? Decides yeah, like, what... oh, Wonder Woman's okay again. You know what? I guess we we could be family or something stupid. You know, so she gets fucking healed by the purple healing ray thing. You know, everybody does. Silver, you... Silver Swan's kind of whatever. You know, but it, it's like it's a small thing compared to everything else in the movie. Oh yeah, like, it's not really Bobby, but just like that character just kind of seems like the whiner character that like, like really like has nothing. There's nothing fucking wrong going on for that character whatsoever. But that character finds everything bad in life. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. it's that character that like literally probably lives like a fucking fantastic life like no problems whatsoever but somehow some way she has to find every little thing that like pisses her off and like turn her into a super villain you know and then Etta Candy has uh she scored she's like cause yeah, I'll, 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 I'm gonna get fucked now I'm gonna bang all these chicks here <laughs> well the thing with her is she has like they she makes a passing joke about like man I hope they like this is like an am, a a uh, island of Amazon warriors I hope they like I hope they like them thick and then when she gets there it's like oh wow they're not used to this they're all like bodybuilders so they're not used to dating a fat chick so they're all into me yeah they they've, they've never met a woman that lives off donuts <laughs> I'm a secretary that that that's what it is they, I know she's just like I mean, she's just like collective like she's like shit. Fucking Steve came here. Fucking twelve hours later, he gets a fucking chick. This this is the only place I got, I gotta go. I've been looking my whole life for this. So yeah, she has like two chicks hanging on her. Like when they're at the like you know doing the whole like you know a new hope award ceremony. Like da 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 da, putting on the medal. She's there, and then you have Vanessa like in like 
Amazon attire off in the distance. Like, I'm trying to find myself. Okay, cool. There's a reason you're not part of the ceremony, so stay the fuck over there. <laughs> yeah, 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 get away. It's that stupid you can fucking wave, haircut. You can wave. We don't want that in the photo. That's going to go into, like, history. <laughs> you can wave, but don't come. You stay there. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Steve, let's go. Let's go, Steve. We, 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 there's somebody we got to talk to post-credits. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for them to say that. I, mean, I can see that being a Deadpool thing. Like, I guess we'll find out after the credits. Then just goes to credits or something like that. That really sounds like something they got to do with like a next Deadpool. Movie I, I, I think Teen so. Titans Go. Yeah, Teen Titans Go could do that too as well. You know, and then they and then you find out that Veronica Kale, the lady who uh, was the uh, <laughs> super rich, powerful. Uh, pharmaceutical brand the, the lady that seemed like such a super villain this whole time like literally i thought this whole whole way i'm like that's got to be cyber that's who, who cyber is and it's like oh i guess that's still not cyber cyber Fuck. worked well, cyber worked for her i'm like oh okay I, I was like i was actually kind of for a minute i was like impressed with the movie like god you took like someone who would so easily be like a, a villain and made him a good guy that's surprising and and then watching, oh, yeah, she was the bad guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I, was, I almost would have gave it more credit if that wasn't a bad guy, because it is kind of like, that character had, su- like, super villain written all over it. And for some reason, Wonder Woman was just so trustworthy, you know what I mean? And it's it's not like she was sitting there rubbing her hands together. I'm just saying, the idea of, like, a pharmaceutical CEO, like, a, like a, someone who runs, like, those people are usually pretty fucking evil. So it's one of those things, like... I'm surprised you made that choice. But I guess at the time, though, when you had someone like Tony Stark in the 60s as a main character, that was kind of a ballsy choice. Like, this guy, and the idea was, well, usually this guy would be a villain. Let's see if we can make him a hero. Now, I guess was interesting about him. But this character is just like, oh, nope, was a villain the whole time. And then it's also one of those things where every so often you, you see a villain who's kind of like Lux Lutherist. Like they don't have like that f- same physical strength as the hero, but they're so cunning and smart and quick witted. You like them. And this lady is just like, ah, fuck off. Just cause she's like, guess what? I know where they all live and I'm going to find them. Like, yeah. How'd that pan out? Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, do you have super strength? Oh, you don't. I do. Oh, also here's a fucking sword. Slam. Make your, make your move, bitch. Make your fucking move. Yeah. That's what I thought. Fuck you, credits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just one of those ones where it's like, I, she, there's nothing threatening about this girl towards, like, Wonder Woman, you know what I mean? And she's like, I'll, I'll stop you, Wonder Woman! I'll stop you! Like, okay. Just, it should have, like, just ended in, like, some kind of scene where just Wonder Woman just fucking just grabs her, just, like, no music, just, like, slow punching her in the fucking face as she's screaming. <laughs> Just got like, got her by like the fucking collar, just over and over, and it's like a long shot. Like you just see it like over the fucking desk, slowly panning back. <laughs> Are you talking about like what like Brad Pitt does to uh, to um, to Dakota Fanning in like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just slamming her face against like a brick wall? <laughs> not, maybe not like so intently, but like one of those ones, just like more, just like like one of those ones, like. Wonder Woman's all calm and collective and just fucking just just beating the fucking shit out of this lady just like because like you don't see her face like changing at all like it's almost you, you, like you she see can it just from her laundry you, right now yeah you see it like over the like almost kind of like like the backside of Wonder Woman and it's like a far shot like from that desk kind of panning outside of the room. looking down from the hallway yeah exactly like a long <laughs> shot like somebody almost looking in at this and all you just hear is just like that lady screaming and punch sounds. <laughs> it's just like 
Or it's just like it just holds in that shot like it's just it's a single one shot and just one woman saying this shit and smacks her down and then from there just holds for like two whole minutes and then like God that was and then she just like you just feel like oh, oh like breathing one of them just walks out just like you know maybe grabs like a mint from the jet desk or something just flies out the window just holds to see her legs still kind of like twitching lightly from the, behind the desk. <laughs> You know, people are gonna call, people are gonna talk shit about like you know it's violence on women, but it's another woman doing it's one powerful woman doing it to another powerful woman. So I think we I think we found a I think we found a loophole here. Yeah, exactly, it, it all works out. But um, but yeah, no. Overall though, like I I, don't, I I was full on. I've only watched this one once, but I was full on super impressed with this one. I think this was actually one of the high bar DC movies. I don't know. There's, there's nothing I can really think about. There was no slow moment in it. Had so many characters in it. Tons of action. I might need to watch it again, but I, uh, I I definitely liked it. For me, it's kind of, you know, there's never really, there's only been like two or three of these things that made me go, eh, and that was unfortunately... Um, Batman Ninja? Batman Ninja, Justice League uh, versus the the uh, versus the Fatal Five, which was really, because it was, it was a return to form. It was Oh, going, yeah. That, 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 that was so disappointing because it was like, oh, no, we're going back to Just League Unlimited. We're going to use characters that were not in. that. that we're going to use, like, newer characters that didn't really get a whole lot of time. We're going to focus on, like, yeah, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are in there. That's cool. We're going to have, like, Miss um, Martian. We're going to focus on Mr. Terrific. We're going to focus on uh, the, um, fucking the new Man- Green Lantern. Yeah, the Manic, new Green Lantern. Manic Depressant Green Lantern. Which I didn't really know a whole lot about, but okay, new Green Lantern, cool, and then watching it, I'm like, oh, okay. It was a problems movie, and I was like, oh, this is kind of... St- I just feel like that was the wrong place for that kind of stuff. Like, I get what you're doing, but, like, not not in a, not in, if you're going to do a Justice League one, like, make it, like, a make it why we want to be here. Like, no, don't have, like, shitty characters that I have to put up with. I'm fucking Starboy. Starboy. Yeah. You, so- you, you know, if, if, you, if you're ever going to try to win me over on Starboy, you're never doing a good job with it. And recently, I mean, they've had Brian Michael Bendis going on late night talk shows. Like Brian Michael Bendis, who of Ultimate Spider-Man. Now he's working at DC. He's working on Action Comics for a little while. He's like, I'm gonna bring Starboy out. He, no, no, he's 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 like saying like, um, we work. Mean maybe it was him and Jim Lee, but with him and maybe somebody else who's pretty big. Like we're 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 doing um Legion of Superheroes, and we're gonna try and make it big. I love this series and want to try and show what makes a series awesome. And I really think that. This is something that people really like. And I'm like, God, dude, you're one of my favorite writers in comics. I mean, I love your run in Ultimate Spider-Man. It helped me get into comics. And I like a lot of the other shit you've written. And I really liked what you did in New Avengers. And Miles Morales is a great character. But why the fuck are you touching Legion of Superheroes, dude? I mean, God damn it. I mean, he loves it. I get it. And he wants to do... He's always wanted to do it. But I'm like... God, there's nothing. I, I just, I, I if you wanted me to not care about DC, just do <laughs> Legion stuff. God, yeah, I just, I don't. Maybe who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe all it takes is the right book. But whenever they pop into someone else's book, like we're from the 31st century, it's like I don't, I don't give a fuck. My name's Starboy. It's like yeah, yeah. I'm Bouncing Boy. Like all right. Yeah. I, I'm Fire Lad. Like all right, Fire. I'm Cosmic Boy. I don't, I don't give a shit. You know, and they're always like teenagers with problems like we're here from the future like fuck but you. problems still exist in the future yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking care we got a statue of superman over there 
Yeah, Billy jerked off on it last night, and I had to clean it up with my tongue. Why? Why, is, why is it like the minimum wage guy from, like, fucking Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here somehow! <laughs> I don't know, but, um... Well, okay, if Legion is something we don't get to look forward to, there is something awesome coming out from the DCU. They're finally doing the Superman Red Sun, and it looks actually fucking full-on awesome. Like, oh, I, I can't wait for that one. That one's going to be awesome. And that one that looks like they're doing it so good, because it kind of like the downfall of, like, certain nowadays, every once in a while, is they'll do the thing where, like, well, we're going to do this classic story, but we're going to give it this twist. And it's like, da, 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 don't give it a twist. Don't give it a t- If you're going to do a classic story, don't give it a twist. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... Even though Hush kind of worked out, but that was sort of one of those ones like, you got Hush. You got probably like the ultimate Batman book ever, and then you want to give it a twist? <laughs> you know I, what I, 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 I get the goal. Even to be fair, I guess the, even the book, even as good as it is, it was very obvious it was Tommy Elliot. The only thing that kind of threw you off the scent a little bit was, oh, he dies halfway through. But at the same time, like, oh, well, you also live in a world where Clayface is a character, so... Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, I don't mean like a twist, like necessarily in the book, but just where they kind of like change something up, where it's like, oh, is that, you know, is that? I, I, I wish it wasn't Riddler, just because I like Hush as his own character, but at the same time, I get why they did it. I mean, <laughs> narratively, it totally works. It's still a really good movie, but yeah. I really wish that it was somebody else. I it, wish it was Tommy. It, it still works. And then the other thing I think about that one, like, I'm just gonna use that one as my example, is. I kind of wish that wasn't, like, in the Justice League Batman kind of, like, continual saga. I wish that was just a standalone movie. Like, sort of like what they're doing with the Red Sun one. Like, I think that would have kind of been kind of neat. I mean, once again, it, it, it works in what they do it at. And that Hush movie is still good. But it is that kind of thing. Like, there's something to be said when they just... I love when they just go full on, like, we're just going to do the book as is. I mean, granted, you're going to have to do, you know, some changes here and there. But, like, I, I think of, like, stuff like Red Hood. You know what I mean? You pretty much did the book as is. I mean, yeah, you sum it up a little bit more because, you know, you got you can't do the whole thing. But it pretty much feels just like that. Or Batman Year One. Or, like, this Batman... Or, not Batman. Uh, Superman Red Sun. It just looks like they're just doing it, like, as the book is. I mean, it's only three thick issues anyway, so might as well just go to town on it. I'm okay they actually made it take place in the DC animated universe just because... I, I think that something that the, the movie did better than the book... I know that always like blasphemy... But I think something it did better was the Catwoman Batman relationship, which they it was just more of like, oh yeah, we're kind of you might see them having dinner one once or twice, and then beyond that, they're doing this crime together. They're doing not this crime. They're doing this crime solving together. <laughs> doing this while crime having together. Yeah, that's what it was. It was three thirty in the fucking morning. You know, on a Tuesday night, nothing was going on. I thought, what the hey, might as well get into the get into the criminal's head. Let's go do a crime. Let's go rob some shit. That's, there's a Seven Eleven over there. <laughs> come on, that's. I mean, come on. Don't, don't you want a Slurpee and like not pay for it? Like, <laughs> I've always had money, so it's like I don't know what that experience is like to not pay for something. I'm just gonna walk in there, grab me, grab me one of them Crunchberry Slurpees, make hard eye contact as I walk out the door slowly with this zip face kid. See what he does. Is he gonna reach for that little phone? No, he's not. Why? Because I'm fucking Batman. <laughs> He'll fucking probably salute me and jerk off at the same time. I'll stand there and let him finish. Because it's respectable. I'd give back he, that way. He, he's an American citizen, goddammit. He understands his rights. And when I'm done, when I throw the slurpee on the ground and say, pick it up and walk out. <laughs> Zip line out of there. <laughs> Outbreak out the window. Yeah, because Batman don't... He don't open doors, he goes through them. 
Dude, well, you know connected. they have automatic doors. You know what the fuck I'm saying. Come on. I'm, I'm fastening the automatic door. Believe me, I, I practice this at home. I had Alfred set up a whole, like, you know, 7-Eleven, like, you know, kind of training room. So that whenever this moment happened, I'd be prepared. Because, you know, I didn't want to go into it, like, empty-handed, you know what I mean? Like, what if I fucking slipped on something? Like, there was a Twinkie on the ground or something like that. I looked like a fucking idiot. Oh, no, scenario 823. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Alfred, we, we spent a long time. There was, like, a six-month period we spent on this. I know Tim said it was a stupid fucking waste of time and that he grew up pretty much in this time period, but you know what? Fuck it. He's Red Robin now. Fuck Tim. His dad died. I don't give a shit. Killed by Captain Boomerang, fucking pussy. (laughs) Who gets killed by Captain Boomerang? (laughs) Bitches. Shit. The only person I expect to get killed by Captain Boomerang is Captain Boomerang himself. You gotta throw one of those boomerangs and one day he just ain't gonna catch it. It's gonna come back at him in the fucking face. But uh, you should have stayed down under, bitch. <laughs> yeah, where you belong. Down with fucking crocodile Dundee. I, I don't want to go on too long of a tangent, but did they ever bring um second Captain Boomerang back, Owen? Did they ever bring him back, or they he stay dead after um after the whole uh zombie lantern thing? God, I, that that is a good question because Cause they have there's a whole point and and like well they they jumped over to Central City or whatever. And you find out that, like, he managed to get his zombie dad there, and he had him in a ditch, and he was, like, tricking people and then shoving in. They're like, don't worry, Dad, I'm going get to ba- get you back to normal. I'm going to get you back to normal. And then um, the other Central City rogues find him, and, like, Owen, how long have you been doing this? I mean, it's one thing if it's criminals, but, like, who, who have you thrown in there? And they see there's, like, been, like, some teddy bears and whatnot. Like, did you trick kids into going in there? He didn't say anything. He's like, yeah, we we do crime, but we don't hurt women. We don't hurt kids. I was just like, push him in there. And that's where fucking he's killed by his own dad. And I'm, then later he's resurrected. Uh, Captain OG, Captain Boomerang's resurrected. So I'm wondering, did they ever do anything after that? Is that the last time we ever see Owen? Yeah, that, that was a good question there for that Captain Boomerang 2 character or whatever. Because he came in in crisis, because that's the whole subplot. Like, he's like, oh, I'm a wash-up, and I got a beer gut. I actually like beer gut Boomerang. I, I like him more when he looks all fucking haggard. Not when he's, like, an in-shape guy who looks kind of like uh, Matthew McConaughey. I like him more when he's just, like, got a beer gut, he's balding, and he's just struggling to get by. Something about that Captain Boomerang just sticks out to me. No, I agree. I, I like that one a lot, too. I think that's, uh, that's the way to go. I, I wish there was more Captain Boomerang in life. I always liked that character. Yeah. All right, go on. I, sorry, so I dragged that out longer than I wanted to. I was just curious about if there's anything that ever happened with Owen. But yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, DCU crap galore to look forward to, I guess, as always. And yeah, Red Sun looks awesome, and I'm just glad. I'm just glad it looks just like they're doing it like a hundred percent. Like they're not going to try to fucking weasel in some weird like. Not that it happens that often, but just like it's just nice when they just say, "Let's just do it as the book is." You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah. You know, there's, you know, I, I don't know who they're always trying to, like, make stuff for when they're trying to change it from the book. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, the people that read the book want the book to be the same. And then the people who didn't read the book, well, they're just going to fucking watch it anyway. So might as well just keep the story as is. But, um, but yeah. Dep- depending on the story, I'm okay if they change it. It just depends on the story. Because, like, okay, well, you maybe you're surprising me with something. But then something like Dark Knight Returns, that's something, like, it's kind of hard to imagine this another way. Or Year One. So, I, I can see them actually... Actually doing, because apparently the new Batman movie coming out by Matt Reeves, mm-hmm. 
that's taken a lot of inspiration from Long Halloween. So before that movie comes out, like in 20 or 21, I could see them doing a Long Halloween movie. Yeah, I, I could see them doing that too. You know, kind of prep them up for that and everything like that too. But um... Especially since that has Mad Hatter in it and apparently Mad Hatter is going to be... Apparently the new one coming out, whenever it comes out, it's going to have like... Ones on the ones they're clear about is Penguin, Riddler, Mad Hatter, Two Face, and Catwoman. And it's a whodunit. Yeah, yeah, I th- that'll be interesting when that comes out. I, I look forward to all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, beyond that, go check out those movies. We'll put some links in like the description down there, make it easy to find. Go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, comics, comics like Pizza Boys, Pizza Boys of a Z. Till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, and I'm Ryan Dunnigan, and we'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again, and we're out of here.